Bronte, how are you? Whereabouts are you today? Good morning. I'm at home today. I decided um, to avoid the traffic for one day this week and work from home, so I'm quite cosy. <laughs> ah, you've settled into Melbourne life. You're talking about traffic. Welcome to Melbourne. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it must be like that in Brisbane as well at times, but I'm tipping just not quite as bad for some reason. You know what? I actually prefer driving in the heart of Melbourne than I do the heart of Brisbane. Really? Yep. Why is that? Is there more traffic in the heart of Brisbane? It's just really, I mean, you guys have the trams here, but in Brisbane, everything just suddenly becomes a one-way road and it's very strange. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've done, every time I've been in Queensland, I haven't driven. I don't think I've driven in Queensland. Oh, no, I did drive to Queensland once, I'd tell a lie. Uh, But people aren't interested in that. Let's talk, (laughs) let's talk racing and yeah. Uh, there's a couple of races really key that I want to ask your thoughts on before uh, I get into the show. And I'm really keen on Queen Elida. And I know it's set like a match race between Queen Elida and Just Believe, but effectively this is probably as nearly as good a trot as we could have asked for in the graduate trotters free-for-all. If we had to throw an RC Phoenix perhaps in, uh, but he's a four-year-old, so he's in the four-year-old version of it. But... For mine, I just think Queen Elida, it's got the front row draw, just believe first up. So I'm really, I'm leaning towards Queen Elida. It's a terrific race, isn't it? Oh, it is terrific. I am with you. I'm sticking with Queen Elida, purely just race fitness. Um, but, you know, if I was actually going to be putting a bet in the race, I'd be looking for value with the, the other horses probably. Yeah. Who, who are you looking at? Is there something of value? Well, there's probably a lot of value. Mary Law won an Into Dominion and his rank outsider at $26 last I looked. So there's certainly exactly. value there if you like one of them. Yeah. The value for the third place is interesting, or even if you picked your top four. I mean, I quite like Sleepy and Moxley Lover. There's a chance they could be both on the fence. So I feel like they're great value as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Locks, oh, we've got no place odds yet, which makes it hard to discuss but so anything yeah. anything more than say three or four dollars the place for sleepy and loxley lover and, and we're starting to get interested and involved sleepy particularly because when, when was it when she ran fourth and got relegated she charged up home yeah and she does have the gate speed to lead if she wanted to yeah 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 crossing and if she did find the front well then you'd imagine it she would want to take a sit on a certain other mare in the race but i mean It'll be the first one to come around, really. So she's gonna if she does find the front, she'll get an easy bit regardless. The the graduate paces free for all. <laughs> it's it's an intriguing race as well. This one we haven't really uh, discussed this prior or anything, but it's not in our run sheet as such. But I, I was just talking to Scotty Ewan, and he's super happy with Bulletproof Boy. Had a little issue with him last start, and. Forty-one and seven dollars, uh, staggering price for me each way. Like he, he, I don't think he can win the race, but seven dollars the place is extraordinary. When you think he finished that Victoria Cup with Rock and Roll Do, who's three twenty, with Mac Dan, who's four sixty. This is to win the race, and with Act Now, who's four dollars to win the race. So I, I'd be happy to have a little place bet on Bulletproof Boy. Yeah, again, Toby, I'm with you on that one. I have him actually for second. He's my favourite for second. I think he'll cross rock and roll do and hand up to a horse like Mac Dan and it might be a, a fence a f- fence finishing race as well. Yeah, uh, pegs, pegs, pegs. And yeah. uh, Bendigo, 
uh, has a bad reputation for pegs, pegs, pegs. When the Bendigo Cup was on, I did a whole heap of stats and on it, and yeah, a lot, a lot of races finish where the leader leaders back are in the top three. So I think they'll be pretty hard out of the gate there to try and work it out. But I just got a funny feeling Scotty will let that unfold in front of him and just come with one run towards the end. Yeah, I really like him too. He's he, My bet in the race would be Bulletproof Boy Place if I had to make one. Yep, very good. Uh, now, <laughs> the four-year-old uh, Breeders' Crown Championship is a very interesting race. We've got probably three levels of horses, Catch a Wave and Captain Ravishing. Most people would have on Tier 1. Uar Lister, he's Charlie's Angel, probably Tier 2, and then Victory George and I'm a Terminator on Tier 3. How do you see this race? I think I'm looking at Captain Ravishing's Eureka form and I'm looking at Catcher Waves Vic Cup form. Mm-hmm. I feel like since then they may have not disappointed, but you know, if you just forget their runs after that and you focus on those two runs, it's really hard to split them. With the draw, you would imagine Catch a Wave would just have it too easy at run. But you know, that's how we got beat by the stable mate a few starts back. So I think it's interesting. I do think that this is going to come down to a bit of a, a match race and I would be putting my money on his Charlie's Angel for third. Well, I would probably go a little bit further than that. I think he's Charlie's Angel will beat home Captain Ravishing. So Captain Ravishing has led last week at Yarra Valley. They ran basically a 30-second rate for the for the lead time, which isn't that fast. They ran the middle half in over 60, 60.5. Third quarter, 29.9, and then home in 26.7. And he was beaten 10 metres. He was in mm-hmm. front on the pegs, Captain Ravishing, I can't imagine a world where Kate Gath's going to let him cross. So, Oh, no, not a chance. If, if he sits parked, do you think he'll finish the race off or do you think he'll be in trouble? I can't imagine he would sit parked though in a smaller field. Do you, if you think he's going to go forward then and he's sitting parked, I wouldn't have him in my top four. So so where, will, where do you think he settles? Do you think he goes back? <laughs> I feel like that's his only option. You wouldn't want to, after last start, they surely wouldn't want to, maybe, maybe, maybe not. If if he goes, if he goes back, I want to explore yeah. this. If he goes back to, well, Victory George will drop on a catch of waves back, surely. Chris Elford, yes. Uar Lister ends up three the fence. I'm a Terminator ends up four the fence. If Captain Ravishing ends up five the fence, he cannot possibly beat Catch a Wave because a cape will run as slow as possible and just dash home over the last eight hundred. So they're conceding defeat if they don't go forward. I, but surely they'll know if they go forward, they probably wouldn't finish in the top four too. And like, if they're brace, if they just go into the race going, we're racing for second. <laughs> if yeah, if if Armour Tabor goes into the race to race for second, firstly, I'll be pretty surprised. He is a competitive beast, Mark Pitt. Um, if you actually, I think if you look competitive up, there might be a little tiny little image of a man, and that might be Mark Pitt. Um, he's pretty competitive. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine them going back. I think they're going to go forward and try and sit outside, catch a wave. It's a, it's a, it's funny, isn't it, how it can be a six-horse race, but we've still got many questions about it. And yeah. I, whatever way I see it, I think Charlie Guzman has a simple plan in this race. Get on a Captain Ravishing's back and stay there until the point where she runs past him. And I think he was $3.90 the place yesterday, and I reckon he's a wonderful place bet. Uh, he's Charlie's angel. I just think he'll beat Captain Ravishing home. There you go. Yeah, well, yeah. 
I I agree with you. I He's the horse that I look at as the value in the race. I stay away from the top two. And I know that there's obviously no third uh, place money, but you you know, you you can't not have his Charlie's Angel as your where your money goes when you have those other two. I agree with you. I, I can't see a world where Captain Ravishing can win. But yeah. if you ignore last start and you focus purely just on his speed, if you have a 400-metre straight line race, would Captain Ravishing beat Catch a Wave? 400 meter straight line race. Here's Will Gray mm-hmm. at Here's Will Greyhound Club. Uh, that's about what they yeah. do there. The Greyhounds. <laughs> uh, would Captain Ravishing beat Catch a Wave? Yes, over 400 meters. Yep. So then, would you imagine that if Captain Ravishing did go back and they just relied on that last 400 meters, surely that's his only chance in a small field. But he might be Catch a Wave in a 400 straight line race by maybe a meter, and he's going to give him 20. Exactly, but I can't. Yeah, it's a complicated race. I agree with you, but after what happened last start, I just can't can't imagine it going well for him if he goes forward. We could be talking about this all day, Toby. I think. I know that's what we do. That's what this radio <laughs> show's about. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Uh, yeah, and this is and and I love having different opinions to people, but I think we're basically in agreement here. I just can't see a way for him to win, and there's there's a big uh, quaddy jackpot on. Saturday night, and it's such an important leg of the quaddy. I think because yeah. with the quaddy jackpot, right? So people have to decide: do you take Catch a Wave and Captain Ravishing and play it a little bit safe, or do you go really skinny and just play Catch a Wave one out? And I think I don't think I really need to ask you. I think you'll Catch a Wave one out, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. If in a world where the other horses that are drawn in the middle had awful gate speed. I wouldn't because I'd think that Captain Ravishing could go forward and get in behind Catch Wave. That that's not going to happen. They the whole the front line is very even with their gate speed. So I'm I'm just going to stick purely to Catch Wave then. Yeah, Chris Elford on Victory George has one job, doesn't he? Get on to Catch Wave's back, stay there for as long as you can, and try and run third, fourth, perhaps. Yeah, well, he's not going to try across it, but he's going to. He's not, there's no world where there's going to be a gap for a horse to get in front of him. Well, that's probably Captain Ravishing's chance, isn't it? To 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 come across hard, try and create yeah. that gap, make Catch a Wave stretch, put Victory George under a bit of duress and get on the leader's back. Maybe that's Mark Pitt's plan is to dig a hole behind the leader. See what I did there? Pit hole behind the leader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw what you did. <laughs> I mean, I think that's Captain Ravishing's winning chance if he did that. So that would be very All right. positive. I mean, it's a risk though. Yeah, because then he may get trapped. And this Chris Elford bloke, I think he might have worked this driving out by now. Um, he might know what he's doing. So I don't think he'll be burrowing up like a rabbit on Victory George. Uh, rightio. Favourite runners of the weekend. Have you got something for us? I like this already, this. I do like this favourite runners of the weekend because this could be anything. Anywhere, any place. Happy to get a winner anywhere. I... Well, I'm, you know, I did all my form on the Victorian races, so I'm going to stick to there. Yeah. I really like the odds of some American in the two-year-old Colts and Gelding semifinal, which is race three at Melton. Some American, rightio. So, sits If pegs, you look at it, thoughts. Yeah, yeah Smoke and Ace, Timmy Richter, Chart Topper, Wardan, Buddy, Storm Rider, the big boss of my Bucks night. Now, 
Two of these will miss out on getting into the final. One of them will probably be the emergency. It's a very, it's a lot stronger this semi than the other. To make your case for some American, he's drawn one. And if he lets some <laughs> storm rider go, and the rest know that they need to make the final, they go hard, and he's just sitting behind them. Like surely, I think he was paying something over two dollars a place. Yeah. Wow. So he's, he ran second to Storm Rider in the size final from four back the pegs. So uh, he certainly got the ability. He's going to be pegs. Oh, I just think Smoke and Ace will cross him. Or oh, you... yeah, Smoke and Ace, anything. I, I have um, Smoke and Ace will cross him, Timmy Richter. Every horse on that front line is such a good horse. So four... that, that if you just imagine that they're, they're going to have so much speed on, you'd think maybe because they all want to make the final. And some Americans just sitting there waiting for his chance up the straight, not having worked. Yeah, correct. She's going to do no work. She's going to charge home. Does she win the race? Maybe not. But, yeah, the place, no, $2 the, the place. place. Yeah, love it. Race three, so your best. Race three, number one, some American. As long as we can get anything more than about $2 or plus, that is uh, that is a wonderful tip. Is that it? Yeah, and just got perfect. that one. Oh, Perfect and pink. I, I was tossing up between oh, the two of them. This horse. Yeah. <sighs> every time, Race nine. Every time yeah. I've tipped this horse, she hasn't gone very well, and then yeah. I've written her off and she runs a big race. What's the theory here? The theory is it might just be one of those big races at the odds she's at. Yeah, what odds is she at? Race nine at Melton, number seven, perfect and pink. 19 and 230, major delight. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're going to... Go pretty slow. Major delight. I have it on top. Yeah. Easy. So, Major delight's on top. I'm looking at the place value or Nathan Street in the following race. I like that one for each way value too. Yeah, he'll be building through the series. He had a big uh, campaign in New South Wales, so no doubt they've lightened off on Nathan Street a bit. And yeah, don't know if this. Uh, he certainly won't be playing this as his grand final. He's got to beat one horse home to make it in. Uh, but he'll be an intriguing horse in the final.